All right, so we've got on the show today Guy Crawford, which is by far the funniest man in um, pro, tri- pro triathlon. So just to hop you up a little there, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have nothing funny to say for the next however long. <laughs> yeah. Pressure. No, pressure. Mate, um, what got you involved in triathlon? Uh, so, mm, good question. And as I say this, Kate is sitting next to me. But my girlfriend, when I was 18, um, was a swimmer. And uh, I wanted to be faster than her at swimming, but I couldn't really swim more than like 50 meters. So, And then one of her friends was a triathlete in New Zealand. And pretty much it just stemmed from um, having a competitive attitude and trying to be faster than her and, and then started triathlons from there. Nice, because yeah, you're you're a pretty good swimmer too. So is that what got you involved in um, Blue Seventy? Uh, yep. So I started swimming because of that girlfriend back when I was, I was probably seventeen, actually, and and then I went through the swimming system in New Zealand, um, and then was doing triathlons, but I was mostly actually just swimming. And from there, we developed I developed into um, Blue 70 because I was coming first out of the water at things, and Blue 70 gave me a wetsuit or a discount on a wetsuit, actually. And and then years later, I started working for them, like 2005, after I'd you know, been at school, gone to uni, come out, looked for a job, became a bicycle courier. Oh, man, I just hammered all your future questions. We're done here. <laughs> just <Yeah>. turn off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> so so we've um so what's your role with blue 70 so it was uh sponsorship and marketing and i got i well i started that in probably 2007 and i did that for three or four years full time before that i was just renting wetsuits out for them doing event expos and stuff like that and and swimming for them and then i started working full-time doing the sponsorship and marketing and also I ran UK sales so I went over there for two years and ran that market I don't want to do that again Blue 70 if you're listening (laughs) ever again I love all I love the British people just not not working that much (laughs) (laughs) so so what so what do you do now with them you, you still work with them don't you yeah so I do product testing um uh a little bit of athlete I'm like an athlete liaison so we look at like sponsorship and the future and where we want to go and who we want to be swimming in our brand and the marketing side of things. And I sort of help out with that a little bit. Uh, and as I said before, the product testing. So we're bringing out a new line in 2015 and I've been working on that with um, Mike uh, from Blue 70, just developing that and making sure it's swimming well and fitted, fitted correctly. So it's, it's a lot of fun actually. Yeah, I'd have to be. I've always wanted to be a beer taster, personally. It's, it's, it's not a lot of those sort of jobs going, unfortunately. You'd so, be good at it, dude. <laughs> what, when, um, when did you become pro? In 2010. My first race was um, Bustleton 70.3. It was actually the year before it uh, became a 70.3, so the Bustleton half. Yeah. yeah. What what um what made you jump onto the pro pro rankings? Did did um was it a hard decision or just a natural? Yeah, you know, um, so I was working for Blue Seventy full time. We're traveling around a lot, and I was doing the odd triathlon. 
um, just when I could. And I did the two thousand late two thousand nine. I did the Rotorua Half Ironman, and a few a few pro guys turned up, and and I, I won it. And I was like, oh, oh, cool, that was fun. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll have a crack at going pro. And and then I was like, I don't really want to work anymore. I'm going to give it a really good crack. And having all the um, connections that I've had through Blue 70 in the past, dealing with other people, it was easy for me to to make that leap. Easier than it, than it would be some for someone coming from a 9-to-5 job, I think, you know, outside of the triathlon world. So yeah. it was... Um, and I still kept working for Blue 70 as well. And that, that's sort of what made me make the leap, that half Ironman in Rotorua. But I got full leg cramps in it. And the other guys that finished were in way better shape than I was because I was doing the straight-legged run for like the last two miles. <laughs> <laughs> so because so, um, you spent half the year um, in Australia and the other half in, in the US generally, don't you? Yep, so we're in Perth for six months, and then we're in Boise, Idaho, which um, everyone looks at us strange. It's like the potato-growing capital of the U.S. I love <laughs> potatoes. <They make it. laughs> nice. So, so what's that like? Because that'd be an amazing amazing thing on from one end where you're chasing summer around, around the globe all year round and avoiding winter, but then, but then you've... You've left your cat in Perth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Um, yes, the cat is in Perth, but she was originally from Boise, and then we spent. Hey, Kate, can I tell them how much we spent to get her home? <laughs> we spent too, oh, too much to get her home. Thousands. I think thousands of dollars to get her home, and now she stays with um, Kate's mum in in Perth. But yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I I love the lifestyle. Um, I you know. I, I'm surprised that I'm still this white, though. I have an endless summer. I'm not the whitest man alive. I'm more <laughs> transparent. People look at me and they're like, are you actually blue? I'm like, yes, I am actually blue. I'm that white. <laughs> so, so you're um, obviously from um, New Zealand. How long have you been in, um, going from Australia to, to, like, living based in Australia for? Uh, so 2010, when I turned pro and I went over to do... 70.3 Bustleton, uh, sorry, the half Ironman in Bustleton. That's when I started doing the six months here, six months there. And, yeah, and that's when I've basically been living in Australia since the beginning of 2010. I left New Zealand, yeah, January, I think. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you must miss um, New Zealand, wouldn't you? Because there'd be some amazing cycling spots over there. Mm-hmm. I miss the riding because the roads get really quiet, so you're just out there by yourself in the in the in the country. I don't miss riding in winter when it's like two <laughs> degrees and it, it's practically snowing on you, a pounding rain. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I could leave that there, but I do miss, I do miss a lot of a lot of things about New Zealand. So um, with your training, what what does a general training week look like in competition? you in competition um well it varies this week we're leading into tahoe and it's very very light but a general a general week would be you know 15 to 20 k's of swimming maybe 300 to 400 k's on the bike and anywhere from 50 to 80 k's of running for me yeah. something like that. mixed in with you know long ride interval Interval ride, uh, hard swim, easy swim, 
and hard run, long run, pretty much. Now, uh, you, you, uh, you and Kate do um, train with um, Paul from Swim Smooth, don't you? Yes, we do, Mr. Well, Newsom. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's really helped Kate swim over the years, but has he done much to for your swim, or you're just one of those naturally gifted swimmers that every one of us hate? <laughs> well, I have been swimming for a lot of years, but Paul has definitely changed my stroke for the better, especially in open water, because he'd classify me as like a smooth, and we sometimes don't adapt ourselves to the open water very well, and I think that's uh, changed for me. I've um, increased my stroke rate, learned to exhale a bit better, and learned the skills of drafting, because I was actually a terrible drafter up until about probably two years ago. I was... Yeah. Just not. I just wasn't comfortable being surrounded by a big group of guys. <laughs> is anyone for <laughs> <anyone> that? <laughs> um, okay, moving on to Kate. After that, one-liner. Um, yeah, Kate is crazy fast at the moment. I don't know. She's uh, oh, she's sitting right next to me. But her uh, non-wetsuit swims. Uh, if you look at Ironman Louisville a couple of weeks ago, I swam a forty-six in a current assisted swim um and she swam a 47 high or something nice it's starting to stress me out <laughs> so um so with your you got a race this weekend coming mm-hmm. coming up what else have you got to um for the rest of this season okay so i think <laughs> we're going to go to challenge cordova in a couple of weeks and do that half before going out to kona i'm working in kona and so is kate and then we're going to come back to Australia, fly up to Taiwan, do the 70.3 up there. And then I'm thinking about doing the double, so I'll do Mandra a week later. Was, and, the, was the Taiwan the one where um, you had photos a year or two ago where you were in your Speedos running that? Oh, that was uh, Singapore. Singapore. I look good. <laughs> there was a whole lot of leg there. Yeah, I know. it's the only way I can look tanned. I have to wear white. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, mate. Yeah, I was pretty much done, I think. And then we're going to do Ironman Western Australia. Nice. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, just while we're talking about races, a few years back, um, the, you you did um, the half, Iron, half Ironman in Hawaii and with uh, Lance Armstrong. We'll take away the um, all the all the politics of Armstrong. What was it like with all that hype, with with all the media attention that followed Armstrong around? No, I, I didn't mind it. I, 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 it was a novelty for me. So usually, you know, the pro racks are just one through whatever and they're all racked together. So they put us separate. And I turned up race morning, I was like, why are racks over here and why are they barricaded off? And about three minutes later, when Lance turned up, I was like, oh, that's why. Because <laughs> like 100 people came with their iPhones clicking. I was like, whoa, it's crazy. And then the actual race itself was just like any other race. We, A group of us swam together, and I got out onto the Queen K, I think, in second um, behind Greg Bennett. And then Lance rode past me, and I was like, what the? It was <laughs> ridiculous the speed he came past me then looking at a split after that he rode like 201 i think i rode 212 uh, or 210 or something and i thought i was having a pretty good day well you, well, you did have a, an amazing race uh, by by memory there but yeah. um yeah, but you did you get a chance to um talk talk with him at all or 
<laughs> Actually, kind of. Um, the conversation didn't really go too well. <laughs> I was in a, a we were in drug testing after the race. Yeah. I walked in, and by that time it was just Lance and I, because Chris Lieto and, and someone else hadn't turned up yet. And so I sat down with my chaperone, and I looked across to Lance, who was just getting ready to walk off. And I was like, "Hey," and he goes, "Hey," and I was like, "So you must be used to this." And then it just and he just looked at me for about three seconds of silence. I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> I was like, "I said the wrong thing." And then he goes, "Yep," and I was like. Uh, and then he walked off. Ah. So that was, that was a good conversation. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we really bonded. Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds very much like it did. <laughs> but um, so you you and Kate now have your own um, coaching service. How, how long you? When did you start that up? Actually, pretty recently, about a year ago. Um, we had a few friends that we started coaching, maybe two years ago and then we actually started the business side of things the, the logo and the name GK Endurance uh, last year about this time and it's it's blown up it's been a lot of fun we've got a lot of people now and and we're really enjoying the coaching side of things doing some training camps as well I really enjoy those yeah so yeah. what what is it just online training and or is it do you do squads as well or what, uh, so at the at the moment, it's online training, so we have like a training peak sort of account, and we all we for all of our athletes who do customized programs. So we don't do any generic stuff. So there's no like you can purchase this for thirty five dollars or seventy dollars. It's all one on one. We have a Skype chat with them, and then we build their program from there. A lot of um, shift workers, people on the mine, so it's it gets a a little complicated. Yeah. And um, sorry, what was your other question? My brain's got like a 16-second memory. <laughs> so. I reckon mine must be about 14 because I've probably just forgotten what I asked. <laughs> I think you said something else. Anyway, the listeners uh, will uh, whatever just, that question was, sorry. Uh, um, is it, for some reason, I, had, I thought you were also running a squad too when you're back in Perth. Um, no, no, we do some sessions. So we'll do some swim sessions as well. Uh, maybe Paul Newsom will let me start a squad at some time. <laughs> But I probably need to get a qualification first. Hey, hey, Paul. Uh, <laughs> and we do cycling squad sessions once a week with um, Free Fremantle Triathlon Club. We oh, run yeah. those, and this year we'll do a running uh, running session once a week for our for our athletes. Nice. But yeah. um, along along the, your path so far, what are some of the um, big mistakes you've you've come across from your own? from your own um, training and racing. Is it, has there been many or are you just <laughs> cruising along nicely? Yeah, you know, probably uh, not learning from my mistakes. <laughs> Swim real hard, bike real hard, you might run well. Swim <laughs> real hard, bike real hard, you might run well. Repeat that like 57 times and that's probably one of my big, big mistakes. Uh, you know. Yeah, so pacing, probably not working enough with numbers. I should have been more diligent with my watts and my heart rates to really find out what my zones are for Ironman so that I know what I can achieve rather than sort of guessing. And every now and again, I think you need to roll the dice and have a crack. And, and, you know, one of those those days, everything will come together and and you win a race or or whatever your PR, but... 
for the most part, those have been my mistakes. Not not listening to the numbers and the and the um and the heart rates. Yeah. What about um the, a, a lot of pros that I've that I've noticed uh, struggle on this side, but um, you've got a, a real nice bank of sponsors, and they've and they seem to be stuck uh, sticking stuck with you for a long time, and that's pretty pretty rare on a lot of a lot of fronts. So, how how you um how did you work the sponsor side of the business side of um, triathlon? Have you found that so, difficult, or are you easy, or uh, in you know it's always a it's always a challenge uh, to, especially when you're first starting out. It's a real challenge. But a lot of these people that I've, I've worked with over years, and some of them have come from Blue Seventy, and others I've built relationships with over the last four years. Uh, it's it's never easy. It's getting something new and establishing a relationship, which is the hardest thing to do. Once you have it and you manage it well, and you treat them like they deserve to be treated and you market them well and you don't do anything to, you know, disgrace their brand. <laughs> I think relationships easy to keep, but it's giving, it's establishing that in the first place, which is the hardest thing to do. And, um, you know, even we struggle with some things now, so it's, it's not all easy sailing, but the ones we do have on board are awesome. They've been really good to us and, you know, can't speak highly enough of them. Yeah. What, uh, what advice would you give, um, like one of the an elite age group of the thinking of jumping over to into becoming a pro don't quit your job first off <laughs> see if you can get less hours start working on um establishing those relationships you know if you're winning races in age group people are going to notice you if you're you know on the podium or you, you're doing really well they're going to notice you and they're going to want you to be in their products and from that you need to create a relationship with with that brand or with that marketing manager. And if you do that well, then you can slowly wean your way off working full time and go to go to triathlon. Yeah, nice. And um, what what um, I've run out of questions here that I've written down. But I'll, I'll start I'll start winging it. Have you got any good um, good good funny stories for travel? Just through traveling or um, any funny stories that you've come across during the during a race? Uh, well, yeah, I've got a few. I've got a few up my sleeve. I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so back in 2005, when I was an age grouper, I'm going to keep these ones short because there's a few in my head. I was an age grouper in 2005, and I had no money, and I was living in England. I was on like a working holiday just before I started full-time with Blue 70, no money, and I couldn't pay for my bike to get shipped back to uh, the UK. So I only had $25, and I think it was $50. So they wouldn't let my bike on the plane. Um, anyway, I ended up missing my flight, and then they said they couldn't reconnect me because my fare was like the cheapest fare. So then I sat for a day in Honolulu Airport, and then uh, I eventually res- resor- <laughs> resorted to crying at the <laughs> counter. And some lady was just so freaked out and found it real awkward by my blubbering mess. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> she eventually put me on the next flight with uh, with my bike. But then it put me in LA and I had to do it all over again. But by that time, I'd mastered the way to cry. <laughs> sort out my dilemma. But that was real painful, real painful. And the next one is when 
Kate and I went to 70.3 in Ironman career a few years ago. She ended up winning. I think I ended up coming second, so it was a good result. On the plane from Korea to Japan, Kate ate some sushi. And then on the plane from Japan to LA, which is a long flight, the whole thing, she was just throwing up in this, like the paper bags and then sweating. And the air hostesses thought she had like some Asian bird flu. Oh, it was terrible. And then I had a panic attack because I don't like flying. It was real turbulent. So I was giving her no attention. And I went back to the crying. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a horrible journey. Um, yeah. Those are two that I remember. Fond any, memories. Right, yes, that sounds... Any of you, what about uh, during a race? Anything... Um, I remember reading something where um, Luke McKenzie got out of the water once and he just started undoing his wetsuit and he, th- he started asking himself, have I got my um, tri shorts on underneath this? And he <laughs> thought he was, there was this possibility he could be naked. And Has something, something embarrassing like that ever happened to you, mate? Oh, no, I... You know, I only, whenever I think of racing, I think of people throwing bottles at you because you get too close to them or, or someone swearing at you because you're not working enough. But I haven't had any um, real funny things like that. Uh, the first, race, first Ironman I did, try, learning, teaching myself right then and there to pee on the bike, to go to the bathroom, I was like, ah! And I, I've worked out a technique. I can't, I can't just pee by freewheeling. I have to put my hand, it doesn't matter, just to my to my area that yeah. just rest it there and then I can go but I can't go just freewheeling but I, I don't think we were getting into how I go to the toilet on the bike I got really sidetracked there <laughs> you didn't you didn't pee all over your bottles did you dude I, I do I pee all over them and I'm like <laughs> mm, tasty yeah <laughs> better than salt sticks eh? yeah way better I remember doing that on open I used to put like open bars on my top tube and I peed all over them. I looked down and I'm like, this isn't going to be pleasant, guy. But you've got to do it. <laughs> that was nasty. <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, well, thank you very much for um, coming on the show, mate. It's, it's been a blast. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to um, say? Anything before we go? You want to shout some love out to some sponsors? You know I do. You know I do. Uh, so number one, Blue Seventy. So they've they've kept me clothed and fed for the last ten years. Without them, I would be, I don't know, living in a gutter in Vegas somewhere. Probably about to be <laughs> deported for something. Sipo, <laughs> Legends, Vision, Infinite Nutrition, uh, Riders Eyewear, um, Rolf Prima Wheels. Uh, Waddy and clothing um, they've all been awesome and I've enjoyed working with you so keep sponsoring me I'm more <laughs> awesome than I seem <laughs> or maybe I'm not but just do it anyway yeah. and yeah uh, that's about it thank you very much for having me on the show man it's been a lot of fun whereabouts can uh, one other quick thing where can people um, find out more about you and connect with you so they can go to my website guycrawford.us it's .us because there was no .com, not .co.au, so don't judge me. I just had to pick one that was I just kinda... thought that was a bit of a quirky thing that you that you did that just shares you, that comes along on your sense of humour. But yeah, you probably saw it and had a good laugh, and but yeah, I've got to go US. No, no, I wish it was, but we could 
if you rewind this bit or just cut it and then cut in somewhere else, that'd be good. <laughs> um, or they can go to gkendurance.com. They can go to my Twitter, which is blue70guy, or my Facebook page, which is Guy Crawford, and look for the triathlete Guy Crawford, not the, the dude with glasses. That's not me. <laughs> No worries, mate. Well, thank you very much for um, for your time and um, all, all the best for this weekend. No doubt we'll see you um, cross the line first. Yeah, well, I I hope so as well. We'll see what happens. It should be fun. It's pretty high up here, 6,200 feet. Awesome. Be interesting. Yeah, all the best, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Nothing like a good stabbing to keep you, keep you on your toes. <laughs>